Extra time, Immaculate Grid, Grid 191 for Tuesday, the 10th of October. This is the bonus show for Generations, talking about my sports generations. Big show dropped on Saturday. That was on Expansion. So check that one out, how Expansion has changed the game, how we've consumed it, you know, really how foundationally just between Steve and my respective lifetime, just the impact that it's had on the game today. You know, we take a lot of this for granted, but if you really look at professional sports and for professional football and for professional baseball, they've been around pretty much. Steve was you know, when you start talking about the modern NFL, Steve was was born right into it. And then when you start talking about, you know, the beginning of the Super Bowl, that started basically just before I was born. So I've been alive for the majority of all of the Super Bowls. I remember the first Super Bowl that I remember watching is 1977. Excuse me, not 77, it'd be the year before. 77 is... Uh, Denver and Dallas. So it'd be the year prior with the Steelers. But um, yeah, this stuff is, there are people that are still fairly young that are alive that saw all these changes. So the sports that you're getting today, the divisions that you're getting today, the way that the playoffs are working, it's all relatively new. So check that episode out. Our best episode is still on Instant Replay. And these are all evergreen episodes. And right up there tied with it is still the analytics episode. Watch that five-minute primer. Steve's reactions in that video are real. His He's almost like a Luddite. <laughs> he really is when it comes to analytics. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't like it. Doesn't understand it. And, uh, you know, for a guy that, um, you know, he's very well educated, very well read. But when it comes to these things, he is not here for it. And watch that five minute primer. And if you like that, you'll like the ep- the longer episode. The episodes, uh, you know, each of those episodes are 50 plus minutes. Super, super fun. And again, his reactions and what he is saying, 100 percent authentic. This is the stuff that we talk about all the time. Well, let's look at today's grid. This is the Daily Show. Drops every evening at 9 p.m. Pacific. We have on the columns left to right, we have the Toronto Blue Jays. We have the Milwaukee Brewers in the middle. And for the career achievement, we have 200 plus Ks in a season. Along the rows, we have the San Diego Whale Penises, the... Padres. In the middle, we have the Chicago Cubs. And on the bottom, Los Gigantes. That's our squad, orange and black. So let's go top to uh, left to right, top to bottom. We're going to highlight some giant stuff here. Rant a little bit, and we'll call it. Can't, you know, can't go wrong with Crime Dog, top left-hand square. San Diego and Toronto's. 
crime dog finally made it into the hall of fame as he should be highly underappreciated but the guy was mashing all the way until the end somehow was still able to put up numbers in a terrible tampa bay lineup and i think he finishes off with the cubs in the middle we have the san diego padres single season home run leader with 50 greg vaughn six percent sacramento sacramento boy so uh shout out to my fellow Sacktown homie and then 200 plus k in a season i went jake peavy here at 31 percent I guess Blake Snell was the number one answer here. There hasn't really been. I mean, PV has the most. I think he's got four seasons of over 200 strikeouts. He has a triple crown and a Cy Young as a Padre. We'll talk about the first Padre Cy Young Award winner here in just a moment. And then, of course, PV would get a World Series ring with the Giants at the end. I think he might even got two. Definitely wasn't 2010. I think he might have got two. He might have got 12 and 14. Definitely 14 for sure. Middle row, we've got the Cubs. We have Cubs and Toronto. Dennis Lamp here, 0.4%. I really remember him mostly as uh, he was an A for a very short period of time and then a Red Sox. But he just has to have Dennis Lamp. Dennis Lamp, Dennis Cook. Uh, you know, it just connotes a long reliever. I guess if your name is Dennis, other than Eckersley. I mean, Eckersley kind of was that guy, right? He was the, until he got turned into a closer. You got Jeremy Burnett's here for Cubby and Milwaukee, 4%. You know, you go back and look at Burnett's. He was solid. Some power. There's a lot of guys like him, right? You know, I was looking at Rob Deere's uh, numbers. Rob Deere has 442 career home runs. And you go, wow, you know, he was like a 230, 240 hitter for the most for the most part. You know, Rob Deere, Adam Dunn, same guy, basically. Burnett's is a little bit better, a little bit better hitter. Maybe not as much power. I mean, Rob Deere led the league in home runs, I think, twice. I don't know. It's just funny how these guys, when you go back and look at their careers and you look at the numbers and kind of what they were doing and where they were doing them, and you see a lot of these similarities, and you go, man, is that basically the same guy and the same player? And seeing this is what they've done with analytics to try to figure these things out. It's like, okay. I get a guy, he's basically Rob Deere. Here's what the value that Rob Deere should be. And the moment that you have to pay more for Rob Deere than what Rob Deere might be worth, it's time to move on and do something different. I mean, that's as simple as it is. Man, you try to explain that to Steve. Woo, boy. Watch that five-minute video, I'm telling you. Here's a guy, USC guy. Was supposed to be great. And he was for like two minutes. And just got hurt. And it's kind of sad. Mark Pryor, 10%, 200 plus Ks and, and Cubs. I'm surprised he comes in at 10%, quite frankly. I mean, he only lasted like, what, four or five seasons? And of those, most of them entry field. 
but he was he was electric for five minutes. Bottom row, Giants. Every time I see this, I know I've done this more than once. Toronto, Giants, Candy, Maldonado, Malda Mayberry, 2%. Told this story a million times, we'll keep saying it. Tony Pena, fly ball, right field, game six, NLCS, off Dave Dravecki. Maldonado missed plays it goes in for a triple giants lose 1-0 and then get housed in game seven jeff leonard wins mvp it's only the second player to win mvp for a losing team has three home runs in the series 1987 giants and milwaukee ernest riles one percent they have him here's ernie i never really remember him being called ernie it was always Ernest. Or Ernie Riles, you know, that 89 team, he played second, he played short, he played third, played outfield. You know, he was the Tony Phillips, the Rex Hudler, the Chone Figgins. He played all over the place. And he was solid that year. 290, I think. And then here is the two-time Cy Young Award winner, I believe the first Cy Young Award winner for the Padre franchise. Won his first Cy Young immediately after being traded by the Giants to the Clevelands, Mr. Gaylord Perry, 3% for 200-plus Ks and Giants. So, you know, we're always hunting scarcity. But during my lifetime, it's actually, the Giants have had you know, we've talked about this. They, they don't really have any Cy Young winners during my lifetime. There are very few. But they actually have quite a few guys that struck out 200 or more. So the count, John Manifusco, he had over 200 in 1975. But then you have to fast forward quite a ways. 2003 and four. Jason Smith. When he came over from, again, we've talked about this. Giants got him for beans. It was really vocal song, Armando Rios. That was the key to this trade. John Vanderwall. And the Giants got Jason Smith, and he came in and was a key piece to those early 2000 Giants. Then you got big time Timmy Jim. So if you go post-1920, he has the most strikeouts in a single season for the Giants. That would be 2008 with 265. I was just talking to my son about this, and that's right when my son was really starting to get into baseball. And, the, and he just marveled. He's like, how did this guy do it? The guy was like 155, 160 pounds, and he was throwing harder than anybody, and just the movement on his pitches and just the – Try, you know, you know what the kids are doing, right? They're always trying to imitate the guys they like. So my son was, we were just talking about that. Jonathan Sanchez, 2010. He had the um, near perfect game. Ball kind of hits Juan Uribe at third base, hits him in the chest, bounces off for an error. And then Aaron Rowand has the uh, 
you know, goes back on a deep fly ball in the center field and then kind of turns and jumps, catches it against the wall. Pretty good play to keep the no hitter and the shutout. So big time Timmy Jim did it four times. Madison Bumgarner three. And here's the one that I forgot. You know, Jeff Samarja. Notre Dame guy, wide receiver, former Cub. White Sox too, right? Samarja, two, 205 in 2017. Kevin Gaussman, Giants told him, bro, stick with the two-seamer and, you know, stick with your off-speed. That's it. Those other pitches, ditch him. And uh, he did really well in 21 for the Giants. Giants won 100 games, of course. And then Carlos Rodon in 22, he had 237. So the Giants, for whatever reason, you know, have these guys. They, can, they hit home runs. They got mashers. They don't win the Cy. They can win MVP. Buster, Barry, Jeff Kent, Kevin Mitchell. Don't have a whole lot of rookie of the years. Between Buster, you have to go all the way back to, what, Gary Matthews? Maybe Montefusco? One side of uh, rookie of the year, but you know you gotta 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 go all the way back to the seventies. A long time. The playoffs are in full effect. You had the double play by the amazing catch in the outfield by the by the Atlanta's throwing it back in and doubling. I think it was Harper that they doubled off first. The O's are getting trounced. Ugh. I was hoping the O's, you know, they're young, but man, I want to see them do well. I really like to see them do well, but they're getting smoked by Boach. Man, what if Boachy gets another World Series? So he wins three with the Giants. He took the Padres to the World Series. Lost, of course, but now he's, you know, looking good with with the Texas. This is Immaculate Grid. This is the Extra Time Show for Generations, talking about my sports generations. This was Grid 191. It is the 10th of October. It is Tuesday. We got a really good show planned for the big show for this Saturday, so make sure you catch that one. We'll leak the topic uh, probably Friday. We'll leak you the topic Friday. It's going to be probably... You know, it, some people are going to have a hard time with it. But if you stick with it and if you listen and you have an open mind, you'll understand, I think, better all of the hoopla of the topic. And you don't have to agree with the topic, but expand the mind and allow other opinions to come in to hear what people have to say. And again, you don't have to agree, but maybe having a little bit of better understanding, it might help with, you know, where we are in sports in general. So that may have clued you in a little bit about what we're going to talk about. And this is going to go back generations. So we're talking about, you know, through Steve, the boomer, me, the Xer, and where we are all the way up into today. 
how it impacts, you know, how we watch the game, our fandom, those different types of things. But again, this is uh, the Extra Time Show. Also, weird note, Steve bring, brought it up, I think, on the last episode. And it was just announced today. It was almost like he knew something. Steve Garvey announced he's running as a GOP candidate for senator of the state of California. Steve brings this up, like how he was mocked. This goes back 30 years ago when he was saying that he was going to do something like this. Because it was kooky talk back then. And it's probably still as much kooky talk today. But anyway, we'll leave you that with that. Have a great evening. We'll see you here tomorrow. It's Jonathan. Bye.